Hello, friends, Maestro here, bringing you episode 446 of Maestro on the mic. In today's episode, I'm talking to you all about how to get the most out of any live or in-person event that you attend. Maybe you haven't actually thought about this, but Monday's episode was all about how to run a successful live event. So I said, you know what? Let me flip the script here and speak about this as an attendee because it does matter. And there are certain things that you can do to get more out of the event and to make the event a better experience for you. All that said more, but first, hey, DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two. One. Hello, 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 my podcast people, and thank you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast. So today we are talking about how to get the most out of a live event. Maybe this is a question that you haven't necessarily asked yourself, but given that Monday's episode was all about how to successfully, wow, tongue twister, how to successfully host a bomb ass live event, I figured we'd flip the script a little bit and talk about how to get the most out of attending one of these events. Now, a little disclaimer, I guess that's the word I'm going to use, is one, I don't go to a ton. So I'm saying this as someone who doesn't go to a ton of events. I'm saying this as someone who is hugely introverted. Some of you don't know that. Now you do. I prefer to be alone, quite frankly, but smaller groups is great. Um, I don't like going to big, massive events. I am not recharged by big groups. I know how to run a room. I love leading a conversation. I love teaching, but I am absolutely an introvert through and through. Additionally, I live in a place where people come to vacation. So I'm not trying to, what I'm saying with that is I'm not trying to like run run away to uh, to go to events. And lastly, I have very, very, very high standards for speakers. So all those, I just want you to put that, you know, set the stage for I am giving you advice as someone with all of those traits. Uh, For those wondering, the conferences that I've gone to and some that I would recommend, uh, first is ConvertKit's Craft and Commerce event. I could actually call the conference ConvertKit's Craft and Commerce Conference. I attended that two or three times, and then I spoke at it. I think it's the third or fourth time COVID hit in the middle of there and made things weird. Obviously, we didn't have it. Um, but that's my my favorite conference, hands down, um, especially if you are a creator of any kind. You're looking to do online business. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal conference, and I cannot recommend it highly enough. I've gone to podcast movement. I thought that was very weird. I will never go back to it, but it was good to learn. Uh, last year, I went to HubSpot's um, conference called Inbound. I will not go back to that, but I wanted to know what it was about. I wanted to see, is there something here for me? There wasn't, um, but that's a good lesson as well. I never went to a ton of physical therapy conferences, mainly because I was speaking at most of them because I was working for Rock Tape. And so any of the bigger conferences that we see with physical therapy, CSM, um, Next, NSC, if you're a PT, you know the acronyms. Um, I didn't go to attend. I went and taught, um, which, and I was down on the floor, the, like the I can't remember the name of it, like the exhibit hall kind of area. So never went to a ton of them. 
wasn't really my shtick either way. Um, although the new, when they had CSM in New Orleans, that was pretty dope. Uh, and I, I did go to the fascia conference, which was in Berlin. I throw that in there because I went because it was in Berlin. The topic as well was cool to me. I was like, oh, cool. This is a little bit outside of my, it's not a little bit, it's a lot outside of, a, a lot outside of my expertise, um, but it was relevant to what I was doing with teaching at the time, working within movement, the movement world. Uh, and it was in Berlin. And I was like, cool, this is going to be pretty dope. And I went with a bunch of rock tape instructors. Um, not a bunch of them. Ethan was there and um, Kapo was there. And it was a really cool event. So that, that's kind of to set the stage as it relates to live events. I am not some like super huge live event attender, although I think perhaps almost in my opinion, almost gives me a little bit more weight here because I don't love going to them. So I'm going to be a bit more prudent and cautious and discerning in what I pick. Um, and, you know, it's not like just a default or just a given that I'm going to have a good time. There are things that I will put in place and that's what I'm going to talk about. Uh, that will let you um, help you not let you. That will help you ideally get the most out of this conference. So, my overview. I have like I don't know four or five points here. They're just overview advice in order to get the most out of these events and, and really enjoy them. Number one, go to live events for the magic of being in the room. Simply that. Always understand that being in person, being live, being at the actual event will be better than the live, excuse me, that will be better than the streamed version of it, the online version of it. And we're really looking to go for the experience, not the information, because you can get the information anywhere. You can 100% get that information. I don't care what the speakers are, you can get it anywhere. We are going for the experience. Part of it is the experience of hearing that speaker deliver that information. Second part except that you will probably have buyer's remorse as the date gets closer, especially if it's travel. Cause you're like, oh, I gotta get out of my routine. I gotta like go to this thing. I mean, the weather isn't super agreeable. So just accept it. If you don't have that buyer's remorse, awesome. But just accept it going in and just prepare for it and get over it. Next part here, be okay going alone. So for my first convert kit, I went alone. Um, actually for my second one as well, uh, for podcast movement, I went alone be okay going alone. It may be hard to find somebody that's interested in the same thing or has the same kind of flexibility in their schedule. Uh, and also there's a lot of benefit there because when you go with somebody, maybe you just hang out with them. When you go alone, you're like, well, you have the choice if you want to make new friends, but it forces you to not just hang out with that one person that you went with. Speaking of forcing it, don't force it. If you're at the event and you don't like it, leave. You don't have to like, I got to get the most out of it. The, what you got out of it is that you don't like it leave. Um, actually at HubSpot's, uh, inbound event, I left one of the sessions because I was like, this is actually just a pitch and no, I'm not spending my time doing this. So if you're just like, I'm not feeling it, it ain't for me. Don't make it bad for other people. Don't be all grouchy. Just, just leave. And then circling back one more time. Remember the magic is in being in the room. The magic is the people. We're going for the experience, not for the inf the information. So what conferences should you pick? Obviously, number one, things that interest you. There's so much, I'll use the word again, magic in being around people that have the same interests. And you're learning about the same, the thing that you like with people who have similar interests and oftentimes similar values. It's just an exceptional experience. So right off the bat, go to something that you're interested in, not because you think you're supposed to go to it, because it's interesting to you. Maybe it's a hobby you have. That's dope. That's super dope, because that means that you're actually truly going to enjoy all the parts, because you're like, this is for fun, not because like my boss made me go. 
Go to things that people who you respect have recommended. And when I say people you respect, people that you respect and you're like, yeah, I want to do what they're doing. I want to, you know, experience things the way they're experiencing things. I want the life, you know, similar life that they have. Then yeah, go to that. If you're just like, I respect them, but like they like different things than you, then that's not necessarily super helpful. Big one here, go to things outside of your niche. Niche, niche, however you want to say it. Uh, this year, I am looking to try and go to some um, regenerative agriculture, or at least one regenerative agriculture um, event. Uh, I'm looking at my girl, Stephanie Hine. Uh, I would say I'm looking at my girl, Laura Jean, but she's in Australia. I'm not ready to go all the way over there for a regenerative agriculture conference. Um, but if I do plan a trip over there and it happens to go inside, dope. Um, but go to things that are outside of your niche. Go to things that are just fun. Meet people that have shared interests and, and get that excitement about just you know, doing things and being alive. Tying into what I just said like a few minutes, a few seconds ago, yes, go to locations that are fun. Like if it's in Podunk, like, ooh, fuck that. Like, what's it, what is it, um, perform better? They always host it in Rhode Island. And I'm like, ew, gross. Put it somewhere fun. I said this on Monday's episode. When you're hosting it, host it in somewhere fun or at somewhere fun, a location that's fun. And if you're attending, go to a place that's fun. So maybe if you are like, oh, yeah, I want to go to Germany. I've never been there. Cool. It corresponds with this thing. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Australia or, you know, some part of the United States. The United States is dope. Um, but just go to locations that are fun. All right, next part of this, setting yourself up for success. There are a few things that you can do both before and this is like outside of the actual event that will just set, you, set yourself up. Um, I shouldn't say both before. There are things that you can do before the event, kind of outside of the event, that will set you up to enjoy the event, event more and get more out of it and just have more fun at the event. Number one, I don't think you're even ready for this one. Get yourself some home cameras for your pets. It has been a game changer for me. I have... I don't know, like eight or nine cameras now, because you'll learn once you have one, you're like, well, there's so many blind spots. But you definitely, if you have a cat, especially, like you leave them at home. I have a cat sitter that comes in, but she just changes the litter, feeds him, because he's scared of everything. So he hides when she's here. But this way I can see what he's doing. And it gives me such peace of mind to have that. Um, I have also like the lights in my house. So I can control them when I'm not at home. So that, that just makes me happy. I can turn the lights on for Rupert. I can see what he's doing. Like I know that it's okay next part here yes i said it cameras next part here consider either going early or staying late so that you have some decompression time so that you're not just like ah super frantic because we know especially if you're going like on a longer trip that there's time differences and things like that so give yourself some time to just chill to chill out to ease into this uh, so that you're not super stressed out around the event travel tip here bring a carry-on I know some people like to pack a ton, but realistically, you're not going to be doing that much at the event. You should just go to the event. You're just going to go and sit there and learn. Um, I am all about carry-ons. I, when I went to Australia for three weeks, I took a carry-on. I say bring a carry-on because this way you don't have to worry about your luggage getting lost. Because imagine you get to the new place, maybe you haven't traveled a lot, and then your luggage is gone. That would stress me out. So you know, know yourself, and if that's going to stress you out, bring a carry-on. Super easy. Another travel tip here, travel suggestion, try to create comfort and ease regarding your travel and your hotel accommodation. So don't make flights that are at super shitty times. And I get it. This is like privileged statements. It is what it is. Okay. It is what it is. Try not to take super shitty times where you're like, oh, I'm flying through the night or I get in super late or I have to like wake up super, super early. I'm not a morning person. And I'm worried I'm going to oversleep. Make it travel so that it actually feels better. I, y- y'all probably know by now I hate a connecting flight. That's a little bit, you know, 
maybe even more bougie, but these are just little things that you can do to make the experience better. Same thing with a hotel. Obviously, like, don't get the shittiest hotel, but um, the biggest thing with the hotel is try to have it be close to the location. This way you're not worried about having to get there, having to take an Uber, things like that. If you can walk to the venue, so, so helpful. A lot of these big, big conferences, they have, like, hotel like partners and they'll have some that are like actually like inside of the venue depending on how big the venue is if it's like a huge massive conference center book it so much easier next part don't stress yourself out about trying to work out when you're there i gotta say it a bunch of you folks are movement people don't don't kill yourself and stress out trying to you know uh, maintain the same routine yes it is nice if there's a hotel gym so you can look at that for sure when you're looking at what hotel to stay at but accept that you will likely fall out of routine with things and it's not going to be forever and that's okay so one less thing to stress about go in with just a general intention and things that i've used historically is this i'm just want exposure to this thing I just want to interact with people or be around other people that are doing this. I just want to see what this thing is about. That's why I went to podcast movement. I was like, all right, let me just see. And part of the reason I also went, which is the next point here, which is you can go in with this one specific question that you ideally will get answered. And that's why the other part that I went to podcast movement was uh, ConvertKit was hosting a pre-con event where they were going to like show you how to use ConvertKit. And I was like, I want that. So I'm going to go to that and learn from that. But then as it relates to podcast movement, I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to go and see what it's about. I didn't have any expectations. And this way I you know, couldn't get let down with it. It was just like, let me go experience it. Let me see what it's about. Let me see what other people are doing. Let me see what it means to be in this world. Let me see what it means to be at this event. And that's it. Next part here is about self-awareness. Know where you are in your career. So if you're way in your career, many, many years in, understand that you're not going to go to a conference and like have your mind blown. You're not going to go and be like, I've never heard any of this before. Wow. If you can walk away with one salient point, that's amazing. And to me, that makes it 100% worth the trip. The thing that you walk away with might be that, yeah, you know all of this and you're headed in the right direction. That doesn't mean it's a bad conference. It means that you're doing really well. Flip the scripts on that. If you're at the beginning of your career, you're at the beginning of your, you know, journey into doing whatever this thing is about, then anticipate overwhelm. I think back to when I went to ConvertKit uh, Craft and Commerce and I was like, the first year and I was like, holy shit. Just like, oh my God, everything was overwhelming. Everything was so much. Everything was a million steps. And I was just like, wow. So if that's you, go in expecting that. And then don't try to memorize it all. Just expose yourself. See what sticks. See what's interesting. See what keeps resonating with you. Write down what you want. I never go back to my notes, but you know, write it down anyway. Just see like, what is resonating with you. Feel free to cut it off, to cut out. When it gets to be too much, if you're like, I am overwhelmed, I'm overstimulated, I can't, then just leave. It's okay. That's one of the coolest parts about going to conferences is that you're an adult. You know, like with your parents, you're like, I gotta fucking sit here now. Like, you could leave. So if you're like, it's too much, can't handle it, just leave. And then the last part with this, uh, if you're in the beginning and you're anticipating that overwhelm, understand that all the stuff that's being taught works. That's why those people are speakers. Some may work better than others, but it all works. And so the goal is just to expose yourself and figure out over time what works best for you. Last two parts here about kind of around the event, setting yourself up for success. Big one here, folks. Bring snacks and warm clothes. Got to do it. 
So maybe you also fly in early and you go to a grocery store that's nearby. This makes a difference because oftentimes like the events, they don't have the best kind of food. If we're going to try and maintain some form of um, familiarity or some part of our traditional our routine, food is an easy thing to do. So bring snacks that you know are going to be agreeable with you and bring warm clothes. Always easy to take layers off, but most of the time these conference rooms, these conference centers are freezing, just objectively cold. So bring things to stay warm. It's huge. It's huge. And last part here, register early. So I'm, I'm really largely speaking um, based on experience with podcasts, excuse me, HubSpot's inbound event. They get like a, like some, I don't know, 30,000 people at this thing. It's a huge event. And keep an eye on your email. And if they ask you to register, pre-register for events, do it. Because otherwise you can't get into events. You've got to wait in line. Some of them get locked out because even though these people have been running these things for multiple years, they still seem to mess up and it's easier to take that stress off of you. That's the common theme here, right? Like remove stress. Register early for any events that have you have the ability to register early for. All right, let's move to the end of this and then we're going to cut this off. How to set yourself up for success and get the most out of this after the event because it's not just about you know setting up for it going into it experiencing it what about afterwards so number one implement one thing one thing that you learn like i said if you're a pro and you've been this forever if you can take away one salient point that's amazing and if it's that the salient point is that you're doing the right stuff then cool the thing you're implementing is continue to double down on the stuff that you're doing otherwise take away one look at all the takeaways and one thing from there you know maybe you go to a conference and it's like all this different software you could try Pick one, one thing. The rest of it's still going to be there. Nothing changes if nothing changes. So pick one thing, do that, complete it, build the momentum, and then we can look to go and move on to the next thing. Last part here is be a, be a repeat offender. If you liked it, go back. If you're like, I got something out of that, consider going back. Uh, you can meet people. You can kind of become a thing. Like I'm thinking about ConvertKit where like, I went back and hung out with Claire Pelletro. Courtney, if you can link that episode, that I, maybe I think I did two with Claire. Uh, if you can link those, amazing. Um, but you get to hang out with people in this really dope environment. And I know that a lot of people are not as fortunate as I am. Like, you know, my best friend, Jill, she lives on the street. And everyone in my ecosystem is like entrepreneurial, is business oriented. And I know not everyone has that. And so if you find that these events become this kind of respite, safe haven for you, go to them more than once. Um, the flip side, or maybe the continuation of that is that there's also a lot of value in outgrowing things and being like, wow, this is holding up a mirror and like, I'm good here. Um, that's kind of what I'm feeling right now about ConvertKit. Like I loved it. And, you know, I got my, my goal was to speak at it. The very first time I went, I was like, I'm going to be on that stage. And last summer I was on that stage and I, I feel very content um, as it relates to the content, the actual event. I'm like, I'm good. I know this stuff. And I would rather stay here during the summer, during June, than fly to Boise. Boise's dope though. Um, great people there as well, but I'm like, I'd rather I think I'd rather stay here. Um, there's a lot of value in recognizing that you have outgrown something and that, you know, just how far you've come. Okay, so that's all I got for you. If you're thinking about going to a live event, do it. I laid out some kind of tactical things to help you, in my opinion, get the most out of it. But I think the big, really salient point here that I want you to take away is understand that when we go to live events, when we go to in-person events, we are going for the experience. We're not going for the information. So go set yourself up for that. Be open for that, open to that, be receptive to that, and just look to enjoy the experience. All right. 
That's good. That's a good timing for this episode. Emma, you're welcome. I know I've been a little bit long with some of the episodes, uh, but that that's looking like a good time there. Uh, as always, you know, I'm so freaking grateful for each and every single one of you. Uh, I don't have a call to action, specific call to action lined up, so why don't I throw out... If you like it, if you love it, if you're picking down, picking down, picking up what I'm putting down, would love a review. I, we actually just got a new one from Blair. Blair, you the real MVP. Uh, I love reading them. You want to draw some stars? Amazing. You want to take an extra, you know, however many minutes or moments and, and actually write some stuff out? Double amazing. Anyway, I am incredibly, incredibly grateful that you listen. I'm just incredibly grateful that you give me your time. So thank you. All right. Officially wrapping that up. Until next time, friends, maestro.